And welcome! Welcome! It is another episode of... Historical Mysterious with Ian J. Absolutely. And uh, it is also our first episode of the new year. Happy yes. New Year. Happy New Year. It is 2018. Good... Abs- new Year, new me. Uh, oh. <laughs> you know, everybody's saying that on Grindr. And no, on no way. Profile, uh, not everybody, but a good amount of them on their Grinder profiles. Oh, New Year, New. I'm like, it's not. No, that what? is so stereotypical. I can't believe people like actually say that. Like, oh yeah, and they're serious. Are they? Are they? Because <laughs> if they were, I, I think not. it would. I just more. hope. Oh, true. Uh, well, how was your week? Or good. how was your New Year's? Yes. And you you back from Southern it California? Is my, it is my return. Yes. Yes. Uh, how was California? It was sunny and nice and. Now a bunch of rain and mudslides just hit, but oh yeah, I'm away from that. And yeah, California was great. My parents got a new dog, a new puppy, Yorkie. Yorkie, nice. yeah. Name's Annie. Shout out to Annie, the most a photogenic puppy I think I've ever met. Also the biggest pain in the ass I've ever met. Mm. So oh I mean I forgot how destructive and annoying puppies are. Yeah, especially when they're like young and teething and yes, stuff. Yes, and yeah, she's no. teething and Ugh. she's like she's like barely like thirteen her cats weeks. Cats are clawing and stuff, but that's all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ugh. I don't get that appeal. But uh, yeah, she's thirteen weeks and she chews on everything, everything she get her hands on, and so it's a it's a little treat. Nah, nah, son. But she's <laughs> so cute. She's she's adorable. Well, thank goodness. Yes. How was your New Year? And uh, it was good. It was good. I spent it here, and uh, I. It was calm, but I had, you know, a couple of gifts from friends and, you know, nice. went to, like, a calm party, you know, and then kind of just chilled at home and stuff and worked, you know, because old people eat even on Christmas, so. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> what? Don't, you don't what? just stuff them in they a closet just... and be like, see you after break? Well, we do. Oh, good. <laughs> but we say that we feed them. Got it. Oh, you heard it here first. <laughs> No, but it was really good. It was really calm and relaxing. My mother visited me, which was really, really nice. Yes, and uh, your mother's she, a delight. She is, yes. She's cool. She's so cool. She's cool. She was more popular with my friends in high school than I was. <laughs> <laughs> and she still's got it. She, uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. I'm just kidding. No, I definitely I definitely see, like, when I was talking to your mother, I'm like, I can see how Ian gets, like, a lot of, like, your sense of humor, uh-huh. and just how you this, you guys talk very similar. Yeah. And it cracks me up, because you would tell a story, and then she would tell a story, and I'm just like, wow, well, I totally see the significant, like, the similarities. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my. Yeah, I definitely take after her more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it was good, and then, um... Recently, you know, I've been getting emails, you know, because this podcast is newer and stuff. I've been getting emails yes. from, like, business people, like, oh, do your SEO stuff. And SEO is, like, search engine optimization. And we could do this for you. And it's, like, this expensive service to where they, like, do it in all this HTML bullshit for you. Ooh, to where, fancy. like, they look up certain keywords and your shit pops up first or whatever. And it's, like, oh, I looked up online and it's expensive. But you can do it yourself. So I'm, like, oh, do it yourself. Nice. And so DIY. I looked up all that stuff. And, and then as soon as it said HTML learn how to do and i'm like oh i'm out yeah I'm out. <laughs> what no, is this computer shit? i know i'm 27 but you know i'm 65 really yes and it's computers it's it's uh, uh email just technology uh, Google, in general and and pornhub <laughs> that that's what it is that's what i know okay 
Those are the three. This HTML, create your own technology. Um, I like how Word wasn't even mentioned, like Microsoft Word. You know. That's not what? Word. (laughs) (laughs) You know, how about that? Um, But no, it's complicated stuff, man. Like, it takes, like, even doing manually, even telling me, like, it it's a shit ton of work that you're gonna have to put in yeah you have to enter like but you know what i do you know what i'm gonna do we're in a big university town so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna uh, you know contact the marketing department or some people that go to school there and be like hey you want some stuff for your resume or whatever do my shit help me out help a brother out yeah yeah and someone from uh uh, rico's the bar that i go to here in town she uh the owner she actually told me like oh that's what i did for some of the marketing there because it like and i paid for some stuff only some stuff and then they did the rest and it was actually not that bad i'm like oh shit i'll do that then yeah because it's pretty cool watching that number grow i mean i could at least ask yeah hell yeah it's worth a try but also um oh yeah so uh we were watching oh yeah obsessed with black mirror yes we binged that we we waited we had to wait until you got back from california because friendship that yeah because friendship because promises because honesty honesty is important Um, hey what was that look (laughs) did you watch it before me no, the oh. episodes weren't even highlighted. You saw that. I got and true. Yeah, there you go. Proof. <laughs> and I'm and as we know, I'm not technologically savvy, so you'd be like, oh, you can reverse. Clearly, I do not have the capacity. He so had the shiftiest look, just for uh, everyone. The shiftiest look after he said, and honesty, and then he had the shifty look. I'm like, oh, motherfucker, did you watch it? <laughs> but it's it's amazing. We waited, so everybody's talking about it, and I'm like, I remember... And then you got, and we binged it, you know. Yes. After you got back, we still and have actually one more episode. We left. have one more episode. Okay, so Crocodile fucked me up. Yeah, Arc that was Angel dark. fucked me up. Oh. Uh, but my favorite, the whole season, and I think the whole season, even though we have one episode left, my my favorite's probably going to be the USS Callister. Yeah. That episode is fucking amazing. Because it is awesome. And I think it's one of the top episodes of all Black Mirror so far. Yeah, that's like I by love far, it. It's awesome. Just one of my favorites. It's great. Like, up, yeah. It just, oh, God, I wanted, I wish it was And longer. I love Mikola Cole. She's in that too. She's the star and creator of Chewing Gum. You you got me on Chewing Gum. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it's like a cute, funny show. Oh, yeah. It's British, but I, I love her and she created that and everything. And, and then she's, she's hilarious. in this. And she does a good job. Yeah. And, oh, I just love her. <laughs> and she's gorgeous. Absolutely. Anyway, so oh, obsessed. Yes. And also uh, with, uh, I have it here. What was I going to? Oh, yeah, no. Um, so we were talking about Black Mirror and stuff, and there was, like, something that happened in the show, and then we got on a topic of, like, race and gender and stuff. Yeah. And then, like, you know, you and I jokingly accuse each other of being racist or sexist to each other all the time. <laughs> and then we also go, like, to each other be like, we asked about a character and be like, oh, do you think he thinks that about her because of that? And he's like, and then you say, uh, I don't know. I don't see color. <laughs> to which I respond, oh, yeah? Well, I don't see gender. And you say, yeah? Well... I don't make recognition of... And you know what I say? I don't see. I don't see anything. I don't see it all. I don't see. And then there was a pause. And then out of nowhere, I asked... Because keep in mind, we have already dabbed a couple times. Yes. So we're high. Absolutely. <laughs> it was not sober talk. This wasn't sober and talk. there was a pause, and I just go, wait. Can blind people be racist? <laughs> I had to think about that for a minute. I'm like, because they don't see them. Wait a minute. They must go by their voice then. Oh, he sounds black. Oh, I don't like him. (laughs) It's got to be confusing in the South sometimes. (laughs) It's like their worst nightmare. They just assume everyone's black. Oh. Whoa. Oh, wow. I'm... What was that? That was... That was... 
your shit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, you're good. I totally, I, I muted this, I thought, but I guess I didn't. <laughs> no, it startled me because I heard it in my headphones, so I was like, <gasps> yes, I, I thought no, something was happening. Um, but oh, yeah, that's pretty much what. I like how I turned down my, my phone does this thing where I turn it down, but it's the media volume I turned down, but it doesn't actually do the ringtone. And so I turned down the media volume, and then I got that, and I'm like, what the hell? And there's my ringtone volume. I'm like, why Why is this two separate things? End of the fucking world. Absolutely. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you're good. I'm furious. But, uh, and last thing for my week, I recently, and I have not watched this movie in literally years, like over five years, for me personally, and I watched Bring It On, the first one, the only good Night, one. Coming to Netflix, Bring It On Again. Right? Yeah. It's- and uh, I, it was... I went down memory lane so hard, and uh, you know, seeing Eliza Dushku or Dishku or however the fuck you say her last name, uh, who's also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, she played Faith. Yeah. Uh, seeing her again, I was like, oh shit, you know, and I don't know, just and the guy who's the gay guy, uh, I remember having the biggest crush on him, and I'm like, oh, he's also the gay one too. Oh, he's gorgeous. <laughs> and also, it's so even though that movie technically came out in 2000, yeah. it is so 90s. It's is so it really? 90s to me. Just the soundtrack and the style and just spaghetti straps and scrunchies. Was it early? Abound. Was it early 2000s? It was 2000. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also there, and also just cultural differences. Like we're much more woke and pc today i mean obviously we all know this but i yeah. mean like there's a line in there that struck me that i remember watching this movie years ago like literally years ago uh for the first time and just oh that's funny you know whatever but listening to it watching it again now and i'm like huh i was struck by it and it was like this one uh you don't even see the guy that says it. it's like a background line but a guy saying hey ladies want to see my spirit stick oh what the fuck and that was like a funny thing and like i'm like if that was if a guy in a movie said that today like he would be arrested and sent to guantanamo right i'm not even kidding and waterboarded for the rest of his life i'm not even kidding oh my god i just and for some reason that struck me but anyway i mean but even back then that's just dumb like i mean it's not even like Smooth, nothing about it is like oh wow well, these were all this was also the story like about high schoolers so nothing Screw. about it was gonna be smooth that's true very true <laughs> <laughs> you know what you got me there i can't i can't argue that one they're uh, all terrible with lines <laughs> yeah, but that was it was fun to go down a little movie memory lane like that oh I, hell yeah they get the nostalgia flowing oh yeah in a good way <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not regrets shame and regrets <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on brings back so many memories. Charlotte. <laughs> How I miss thee. No, I didn't know bring okay. it on was so emotional for you. I'm uh, so sorry. No, You're so no, brave. It's not. It's not. It's not. Oh, oh no, I said Charlotte. There was no Charlotte. Oh, Kristen. Kristen I, I don't know. Kristen, <laughs> Kristen. Kristen. I can't remember. Maybe she, I don't know her. Maybe she, I don't whatever. I don't <laughs> you don't know her? That's I don't. super weird. I only had lunch with her once. <laughs> She's super sweet. She's I don't know her either, yeah, but she's I, I can. She looks great. I can assume she's like a very down to earth person. I feel like it. She has right? a great resting bitch face, though. Absolutely, did her kind s- of face is built for that. It's like, did you see her in that movie Bachelorette? Her on the Bachelorette? No, did you see her in the movie called The Bachelorette? Oh yes, you saw yes. it. It's oh kind of like it came out the same year. It's supposed to be like a twin sister movie to like um, uh, Bridesmaids. Kind of, yeah. And I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was really good, too. And but then, of course, uh, Bridesmaids like, blew it out of the water. And, so. Yeah, of course. But I liked her in that. She had the great bitch face. She that had movie. the bitch yeah, face. That's that actually, like I kind pinnacle. of thought of that movie when I said that. Yeah. You brought it up just that, now. I immediately thought of that movie I love when Kristen you said Nets. that. I also love her melancholia. She's yes. kind of a depressed slut in that movie, but, but I, <laughs> I love her. 
Uh, she's a depressed slut, but I love her. We love her regardless, <laughs> even though the world's and, ending. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland's always pissed at her because she's like naked in the bathtub and not grateful about the money. And then he kills himself in a barn. He does kill himself in a barn. Okay, thanks for spoiler alert. Sorry. Well, yeah, they, and then the world ends. They all die. That's literally the movie. It's like the end of the world. Yeah, they, that's we all true. know they're gonna die. Lars von Trier. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that the guy who made the movie? Uh, yeah, he's a director. Ah, yeah. classy name. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I said in a very classy way too. Lars von Trier. <laughs> That's the most white thing ever. That's the most white American sounding. Like white. Get the camera. Wow, that was incredibly Caucasian. Uh, America number one. <laughs> right, sorry. Oh damn! I'm sorry. You made that face like, oh my god, Ian, no, how dare you say no. that? <laughs> You're making fun of them now, Ian. You have okay. no limits. <laughs> you made that face like, Ian, oh my god, we're recording. <laughs> okay, sorry. Ian Stanfield, right. okay, off okay, limits. Okay, sorry, we're going to get on with the show now because I'm probably in trouble. Yeah. Um... Okay, so, your history this week, so you're first. Stop laughing. No, okay, yes. You're first. So, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, I'm doing the history of birth control. All right. Oh, okay. Right? So, this ended up being a, like, all right, let's see how it kind of formed with, like, laws and stuff. But then I got and got focused on this, like, one advocate in general, and she was uh-huh. such a badass, and she was very ahead of her time, and she was definitely, like, led the uh, the charge for birth control. Okay. And nice. uh, and basically a uh, step in the right direction for women in general. Uh basically, so I'm going to go back just give you a little bit of a history. Haha, <laughs> cuz it's a history. But uh <laughs> birth control happened around <laughs> 3000 BC. Three, oh, 3000 BC. Yeah. Okay. They they were condoms that were made of materials like fish fish bladder, linen sheaths, and animal mm. intestines. Oh. So I don't know how you got that three combination of that Sexual. that combination right. of stuff. Like, oh, hey, this all matches together. Like, how much mm. other shit did you have to go through? I mean, how much foreplay did you have to, to engage in before that became like, all right, you can stick all that in? <laughs> that seems sanitary. But uh, <laughs> so, I'm sure they washed it. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Can you wash your con- can you, liver can condom? Can you in, in, uh, wash intestines? <laughs> I don't know why they're can, British. I don't know why they're British. Can you wash your liver condom, please? <laughs> oh. Before you stick it in. <laughs> oh, so 1500 BC was when the first spermicides were, crea- were created oh. for condoms. Pretty early, right? Wow, yeah. Seems safe, I'm sure. Uh, well, what were these spermicides? Like, how, how do they work? How they were they created by, like, a, like a, basically a solution of these different chemicals that they just kind of put together. They put the condom, soaked it, and basically left it to dry. And then that would apparently kill the thing. So I tried looking up to make sure, like, I don't... So they still wore a condom anyway. They still wore a condom anyways, okay. but it was, like, added effect, I guess. To kill whatever's... Like, like we're making out. sure. Yes, we want all to die. But, uh, so... I don't know if, like, anyone got injured from this. I feel like it something would if just random chemical solution, especially mm-hmm. such a long time ago. Like, how would... You know, I feel like yeah. there was a lot of trial and error, and a lot of people lost their penises. There's no doubt in my mind. Whoa. But, <laughs> so we skipped to, like, basically, we're taking it to America when Wait, it comes to... Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. A lot of people lost their penises? Well, no, no, no. I'm saying, I, I was trying to, th- like, find out how many people lost their penises, because I f- figured a chemical solution is not the best, because especially, oh they don't know. They're, like, way back when. Like, it's... They don't know anything about this shit. Oh, my goodness. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, but like, I don't imagine there is any kind of. Well, maybe I don't know. Like but, they they could have got some stuff. Like let's try it, and then they try it to like Tom, and Tom loses. I'm his just dick. imagining like what did, are you saying that they created some sort of like acid and accidentally <laughs> poured it on their dick, and then like ah. Well, no, I'm just saying it probably wasn't the best for like private parts to be on or well, inside. Well, okay, I see what you're saying. You know, okay, but uh, but you I just said lost your penis, and then you kept going, and I'm like, wait a minute, no, we're no, not I, speeding past that. I was saying I was wondering. Oh, how many people lost their penis because i know at least at least two at least two yeah (laughs) so five (laughs) easily uh so we're gonna skip ahead to basically the united states uh in 1873 a con the an act called the comstock act was passed in the u.s (laughs) you mean the comstock act Uh, Uh, no one's coming because they're talking about birth control exactly no No one's one's coming comstock Uh, all right uh yeah uh so (laughs) basically it prohibited laws against advertisement information or distribution of any type of birth control so mailman had the right to confiscate birth control if it was sent through the mail of any kind of sorts uh they also had the right to confiscate well how did they know it was sent through the mail isn't it like an envelope or something well if it was like condom and stuff like you can feel through the bag and so they're like oh Oh. cool i'll just like search through their mail Use and these condoms for myself. Right, exactly. Or just kind of like how when cops confiscate weed, and it's like, oh, you know, that's not lasting in the evidence room. Where is that going? Is it come getting, on? Is it... Come on. <laughs> I wonder how many spliffs have been like. I doubt they give fucking... it back to the community. I... <laughs> no, but I wonder how many like weed things have been smoked, taken home, or shared, even like at the whatever. By more, I think it would surprise us. Yeah, I, would I think be most things would surprise us. Yes, true. yet at the same time, not surprise <laughs> us. If that makes sense, it does. Oddly enough. Anyway, uh, so they basically the mailmen were the top dogs of this. Uh, they also had the right to confiscate any personal letter that is alluding to sexual content info. And if a package has a sex toy, oh my god, you, you could, could take never that shit away sex too. Back in the day, because sex never... toys light letters. Yes, and you couldn't even do that because if the, if the mailman caught on. And opened that shit and found like a sexy letter you wrote to your boyfriend saying your ankles are exposed. You're, you that shit's gonna get snatched. Like you're done for. Oh, and this is like 1870s. Yeah. Yeah, you see your ankles. I'm thinking like I'm gonna suck your dick. No, they weren't that. It was it was uh-huh. the kinky shit. It was the ankle stuff. It was the ankles. <laughs> yeah. No, kinky shit's like the knees. <laughs> and then the vagina's hell because you're going there if you don't do it before marriage. If you do it before marriage. If you don't do it before marriage. Oh, damn. Oh, I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> so, enter uh, someone called Margaret Sanger. And she was a very prominent fighter for birth control. Very early on, uh, she was a nurse who was inspired after, basically, throughout her times of being a nurse, she came mm-hmm. across a lot of women who performed their own abortions, or tried to. Uh, yeah, And yeah. it turned out really, really bad. Or she met yeah. these women that just kind of churned out children and didn't want to. You know, it wasn't the hey, I want to, like... It's just the way it was. Yeah. And so she basically started going to nursing, and then so she met this woman who fell ill from a self-induced abortion. Sanger mm-hmm. asked the doctor, surely, like, there's, a, like, a way we can prevent this stuff. And the doctor that was watching this lady was basically saying abstinence is the only way. The only way that women don't have to have abortions that they have to do or any of that stuff. So she ended up uh, 
the lady that she uh, and this, this is, is like under- back in a victorian era right yeah so, like women aren't supposed the, to well, enjoy sex anyways well, like, in, don't even worry about it in like the early 1900s early 1900s yeah okay. so uh maybe they enjoy sex a little bit more yeah 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 <laughs> and sanger was definitely someone that tried to show that to people I you know guess, what's to crazy to, to me to now that we're on that note sorry but, oh no worries i know but you know what's crazy to me is that imagine living in the victorian era because you know people were just as horny back then as oh, we yeah. are now so can you imagine like they just thought it was the devil i'm not sure i mean and also i've heard people say things like oh people had just as much sex then as we do now it's just of different kinds and in different natures and i'm like how would sex in a different nature like mistresses instead of girlfriends okay you know got it and like lovers instead of boyfriends got it or just your husband or a (laughs) husband and a lover husband and a mistress i'll take a husband and a lover (laughs) two please actually no i don't can i have my husband and my lover be the same thing like I'll I think pay that's double. what a husband is. Like, I'll, I'll still pay for both, but if you could put it like in one, that'd be great. Put it in one package. Put it in one, please. <laughs> so, uh, basically, the woman that Singer visited ended up dying, and this apparently really took her through like a loop. And she was she kind of mm-hmm. put her uh, bet like her nurse bag down and said to herself like. I'm gonna uh, try to stop this, so no woman has to go through this again. And I'm not gonna become a nurse until I do it. And so, uh, and she thought that. Uh, now, I want to be clear. She definitely was against abortion of all types, even if it was medical. Well, I don't think medically was like a thing back then, but she was against abortion of all types. And she said that. Uh, but the reason she was against abortion, even in case the, the mother, of the life of the mother was in danger. It didn't really go into that sort of detail. Oh, okay. I don't. I didn't. I and I think about because it's Even like the baby's life was in danger. What if <laughs> I think about like it was such a long time ago and she was not that like informed about abortion. All she saw was people doing yeah. ill like th- to themselves. Just to be clear for our audience, I we are both very pro. Yes, absolutely. Abortion. Yes, yes. absolutely. A right to choose. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It should not be a group of middle-aged white men deciding what women can no. do with their bodies. So, That's anyway. ridiculous. Yeah. Just clearing that for us. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, so she basically, all she saw was basically self-induced abortions. And so that's why she thought, like, these are bad. And she that's why she, she kind of want pulled toward uh, birth control. In the mm-hmm. sense, like, she, she can promote this. Yeah. So, like, accidental pre- pregnancies don't happen. And women don't have to keep doing this to themselves. Yeah. And you could just circumvent it altogether. Exactly. Gotcha. And, uh, so... In 1914, Sanger coined the term birth control and pr- promoted a newsletter talking uh, about... Control the- your birth. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, talking about... Bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Go on. She was talking about the term birth control as well as the idea that women have the rights to their body. Like, they can... You know, if they don't ch- want to have a child, they don't have to have a child. There's options provided. Yeah. Or if they can't have a child. Yes. Exactly. And so it was like... And it was definitely one of those things where... It, and it basically promoted women's sexuality as well said it's okay to have sex and this is the early 1900s early 1900s i think but w- when it's promoting women's sexuality though honestly i believe it's like inadvertently yeah. promoting women's sexuality it's not back in the early 1900s like oh this is we're gonna empower women it's yeah. like this is something that we can do that makes it easier for everybody but it also including men and not having responsibility i mean you know yeah anyway, yeah go on sorry uh, but that's just what i think yeah no in, I that, in a time that. period like that absolutely but that's just me yeah, uh, I, I I think uh, it was definitely, like, probably that, too. And she definitely, uh, she was against, like, things like masturbation, oddly enough. 
Because she was into masturbation. She was she was against it. Oh, she was against it. Oh, we could never be friends. <laughs> she had definitely some like she's done a lot of good. So I'm like, I just want to put that out there. But there's like certain things in her like speaking where it's just like, ugh. But she. I love it when women are against masturbation. It's like, bitch, you don't even know. <laughs> uh, like, we'll murder. Right. So she talked about a thing about cr- seeing chronic masturbators during her time as a nurse and how that really almost chronic dis- masturbators disturbed her. Yeah. Which is like what a, is a chronic masturbator? People, uh, someone who masturbates from like, like every day, every hour, pretty much like every like hour. But they don't have day jobs. They don't like all the even at their jobs they're fucking masturbating. Oh, gotcha. Like okay. it's like this need that they have. I'm to I'm just get asking off. for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I I can see. A doc- but I think he's I, good. Do you see a doctor? <laughs> I think I'm. Oh. I, he's good. <laughs> okay, good. We're good. Uh, but so that was something that. She, that's why she was kind of against masturbation because she's like the worst thing was the chronic masturbation and she talked about more about women's sexuality but how they're almost like stifled to like not to feel certain things and so they end up leading themselves to ma- toward masturbation which mm. probably just a healthier option yeah but, but she also thought like maybe you should indulge masturbation in- birth control and uh, stops venereal disease yes and she was basically saying maybe you should indulge in sex more rather than have it be for the man and have it be for yourself as well and that would get people away from masturbation just by having sex which is true but i uh, i uh, so not about the whole crying masturbating but like but i uh, so she was uh then indicted because they saw them the let the newsletter she was sending out to people about all this potty positivity stuff and so she got indicted under the comstack act for trying to uh ship these to people and it got intercepted by a bunch of mailmen and didn't really go through a lot of people, but she didn't even accept. She just fled to England. She was like, "I'm out of here." She left the she left the country. People are crazy. She's like, "Bye." Trying to help. Where she discussed where she discussed the idea of birth control with other fighters of the movement there. But meanwhile, back in the U.S., her second husband was still fighting her fight by smuggling in diaphragms for women from Canada into the U.S. and distributing oh, them. He okay. like he smuggled them in the, these oil bottles. Oh, oh, all right. It it works. It It works. works. And so, uh, basically, Sanger returned to the U.S. in 1960 to open the first birth control center in Brooklyn, only to be immediately arrested and released on bail of $500. But she, where she immediately just returned straight back to the clinic, and she was just basically working with women the entire time. And then the police had to get her again and arrested her. So she was later charged and said that she will have a lighter sentence, and then basically they try to make a deal with her, saying, we'll give you a lighter sentence if you agree to follow the Comstock Act. She's like, fuck your law. Like, I don't agree with that. That (laughs) is... Fuck your rules. Yeah, that's literally what she said. This is my classroom now. (laughs) I am the captain now. But uh, she was later charged then, and she had to spend 30 days in a workhouse. So nothing like... Like, not in jail for years or anything. Which is good, but that still sucks. So, uh, house, yeah, especially in the early 1900s, it was harsh for sure. But uh, there was also her sister was uh, also an advocate for this stuff, and she was ended put away in jail for 30 days for trying to uh, spread these newsletters out. Yeah, and she ended up going on a hunger strike, and her sister was one of the first people. Uh, this is getting very Iron Jawed Angels. <laughs> <laughs> never, never seen the movie. Is it a movie? Yes, it's uh, about. Uh, women getting the right to vote, <coughs> and the, a lot of the women who made that happen. Got it. 
so yeah this is like that but for birth control pretty much <laughs> uh but her sister was oddly enough like one of the first people who had to be forced who did a hunger strike and had to be force fed in prison mm. which i thought was pretty interesting uh which if you according to iron jawed angels i don't know if this is true because it's in a movie but a uh, hunger strike is an old irish tradition really apparently if you watch that movie because the famine that, Yes. Yeah. No, we we can't eat, so we're gonna. Sh- it's not really force a... ourselves to choose not to eat because we can't eat. We really anyway. have no choice, but and... we're gonna make it a thing. Yeah. It's well, it's on. not. That, well, it's not purely that uh, Ireland didn't have potatoes. It was just there was a severe shortage, and what potatoes they did have were already being sent to England. So it was that too. But anyway, go on. Damn. I Sorry. Know that. Side tangent. I. <laughs> Basically, all this defiance of the law quickly caught the attention of media, uh-huh. uh, and this got the conversation moving about birth control. So in 1918, the judge made it legal, legal for doctors to prescribe birth control. Now, this was okay on like a term-to-term basis. It was only for married couples, though. Mm-hmm. Only for married couples. Okay. Yes. So we got to determine if these single ladies become sluts. <laughs> we got to prevent that from right. happening. Oh, yeah. They need to get married give these single women birth control why do they need it right. why do they need it <laughs> they should be doing practice are they whores are they not waiting for, for marriage are we heathens <laughs> that's how they acted honestly go God. work in a brothel <sighs> Gosh. be a soiled dove uh-huh. the west dead soiled dove dead soiled dove my middle land heavy metal bed dead soiled dove <laughs> mm. uh, actually be dead soiled crow if it was a metal band dead soiled crow dead soiled raven oh <gasps> Oh my god, we just started a band. There you go. I can't wait. Band practice in the garage. I'm going to put the makeup on right now. Perfect. All right, guys, bye. I'm just kidding. Okay, so going back to basically after this caught attention and got the conversation going, uh, in 1918, a judge made it legal for doctors. uh, Yeah, I said that. (laughs) But, uh. You're good. So in the 1930s, uh, she wanted to work with the uh, black community in Harlem. And so they opened up their own clinic filled with uh, black doctors, black nurses, and basically it was uh, helpful for the like the community because they didn't uh-huh. have this these options at all. So she was like, you know what, we're going to bring birth control to them. And she was like, if there's any sort of intolerance here, like if there's any sort of people treating these, like my workers bad, they're gone. Yeah. And, and this is just conjecture on my part, but I imagine that it even helped boost their community, you know, in a more dramatic way because that's, I imagine at the time and even in some ways today is a more underserved community. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, that would, yeah. And so that's amazing. That's what she saw and she was like, you know what, these people... Did that sound shitty? No. I kind of felt like I sounded like like Bush's wife. No. (laughs) Like when when the hurricane happened and then all the refugees were in uh, that stadium in Texas. And she's like, well, we're glad to help. And because the conditions here in some cases are better than the ones they came from because they're they're poor. And they're like, thanks, bitch. What the fuck? This old wow fat bitch. Oh my god! <laughs> right. that's like crazy. I mean, even if that is true, you'll say that. <laughs> I like how she What's was wrong like, with you. This is gonna sound really good. I cannot wait <laughs> to say this. Oh yeah, the reporter kept smiling. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, Miss First Lady, pre- previous First Lady. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. So, uh, and then uh, 
1938, thanks to Sanger, the Comstock Act was finally lifted. You can now send your dirty notes to your lover across town. <laughs> you can, you know, talk more about ankles, but now it's 1930, so maybe knees. This is mm. the knee time, right? <laughs> knees were sexy around this time. But uh, I want you to... I want you to... Fuck my knees. I want you to... Well, knee fuck damn. Me. I want you to... I was going to say I want you to tongue my knees like the dirty little whore that I am. Tongue my knee crack. Okay. <laughs> okay, that was the last one, I swear. Tongue, uh, suck on my tea, my knee weenus. <laughs> my tea weenus. What, what, what is this? <laughs> what is this turning into? <laughs> what podcast is this? Aren't all the body parts like Latin or Greek? What is a tea weenus? <laughs> <laughs> so, I... Uh, in 1950, while in her 80s, she raised enough money to begin research on oral contraceptives, Damn. aka the pill. Uh, it can only be, and it was only to be prescribed for regulating periods. That was it. Which it's still prescribed to do that to this yes, day. Yes, but that was really the main use. That's the only reason they would give it to someone. It's like someone came in and they're like, hey, I don't want to get knocked up. The doctor would be like, here's a condom. But they wouldn't give them the pill. Uh, but well, after- then I'd go in there and say, I want to regulate my periods. Yeah, true. Fucking, my periods are wonky. And then, ta-da, here you go. But after 50, uh, 15 years later, the FDA approved the pills. It's safe. and But it was only giving out to married couples now. Yeah. The same process. And then uh, Sanger died a year after this ruling. And in 1972, birth control was finally legalized regardless of marital, sta- uh, marital stat- status. So now we kind of see how it is today. And they kind of, after that, they kind of created more things like the mm-hmm. IUD, uh what's that you get the shot the yeah you get a shot in your arm and you're you're good for three months who men or like women women get a shot in their arm i don't know oh but no there's some cool ones there's the diaphragms diaphragms aren't really used anymore but there were there were yes and that was what the guy smuggled over her second husband which is super interesting oil bottles in the oil bottles yeah Yeah. Yeah. so and now you know we see a lot more different like, variations a lot different yeah. and it's because of really uh sanger for just going through all this shit getting arrested still just doing her mm-hmm. like what she needed to do and standing up for what was right and it came a long way because of her and that was kind of cool because like, you don't hear about like margaret sanger ever i've never heard about her so that was kind of like how my history of uh birth control led well, that's awesome to like cool. some badass that's person. i didn't know about her i didn't know a lot of that stuff yeah. that's awesome cool but yeah that is my history sweet history of birth control Woo. Uh, i'm not power. gonna get pregnant <laughs> well yeah you can't i promise no i i can't you can't i'm not eating <laughs> oh you didn't get the pill you didn't get the depot pill uh, or the depot shot my bad the depot shot yeah that's what it's called not like deposed, deposed. That baby's deposed out of your vagina. No. Uh, okay. So <laughs> on a, on to mystery. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> um. Talk scary. The uh oh. On to the mystery. That was really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh. So my mystery this week. I am doing, uh, the Tunguska event. Dun dun. Which is dun dun like in Law and Order, yeah. Um, which is something that happened in Russia, specifically in Siberia. Okay. And uh, that is also a factor of something I'm about to describe before I get into it. This is something that actually remained quite unknown and was not popularized at all 
for a long time, not just years, but decades even after that it happened, because this occurrence actually happened in 1908. And with the combination of the build-up to World War One, the state of Russia at the time, yeah. uh, with the lead-up to the Russian Revolution, and then with its location in the uh, remoteness of Siberia, you know, it was the perfect situation to like kind of let something huge happen and kind of be like, oh, oh we, we have so much other stuff going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. We, we didn't really see this. it. Like yeah. it wasn't even in their face. It was like kind of barely in their peripheral vision. So, what was it? um, well. The Tunguska event, I will tell you. So, the Tunguska event, what happened and its effects. The t uh, on June 30th, 1908, the largest explosion in history, estimated to be 185 times stronger than the bomb dropped on Hiro uh, Hiroshima, or Hiroshima, I think it's Hiroshima. Yeah. Um, however, that number has been, it's anywhere from 185 to 1,000, but I go with the lower just in case, I don't know. Uh, or it's a different measurement. I don't know. But 185 times stronger is what I put than the bomb, the nuclear bomb Damn. dropped on Hiroshima. Uh, and took place on or over a remote area of Siberia near the stony Tunguska River in, uh, I'm going to say all of these wrong, uh, <laughs> Yeniseisk govern uh, Governorate. Governorate. Uh, govern governorate. I got it. Uh, also known now as the... Uh, Krasnoyarsk Krai like in Russia. One. Krasnoyarsk Krai. I, I'm pretty sure I said that, that one. That sounds right. In Russia. Because the largest explosion in recorded history occurred over such a sparsely populated area, though, there are no known casualties as a result, as well as no definite ideas as to how exactly this even happened. Um, huh. Even so, this event managed to flatten over 2,000 square kilometers, or 770 square miles... Uh, of forest taking down more than 80 million trees and plant and animal life were absolutely devastated as well as several buildings what the f wait so no one like what like did no one notice like well people noticed. there are actually some eyewitness accounts but i will get to those have been buildings too yeah but like sheds and some okay, shacks and got stuff it. not like because it's out remote it's not like any yeah. town or city um uh, an event such as this would not have only appeared as a 5.0 or above on the Richter scale, but would have easily been capable of completely decimating an entire large metropolitan area, thus sparking new at-the-time conversations regarding uh, asteroid impact avoidance. Oh, damn. Page turn. Can you avoid that? I mean, I'm not sure. Can you, like... I don't think we can, like, put the... Can planet you, in reverse and just what was the Armageddon movie? Like what was the Armageddon movie? Uh, Bruce Willis. He went to a planet destroy an asteroid. We'll just send him. Sure. I think that's our best bet. Yeah, I mean, because he's done know, it before. Matthew McConaughey is too busy going down a black hole, going down yeah, Mary Lane. Yeah, he's yeah, he's no, mm -hmm. he's not the hero we want. Um. <laughs> now, although there is currently no way of knowing for sure what caused that explosion. It is generally attributed to an airburst caused by a meteoroid and is classified as an impact, even though no impact crater has been found. More on this later. <laughs> uh, since 1908, there have been nearly 1,000 scholarly papers, mostly in Russian, that uh, have been published on the Tunguska event, and scores of researchers and analysts have been presenting theories and evidence all the way to present day. Damn. Okay. Event Description. 
Okay, so around, a lot of people say around 7.17, very exact, yeah. a.m. local time on June 30th, uh, Ivanki natives as well as Russian settlers in the hills of northwest of Lake ba- uh, Baikal observed a massive column of blue light, nearly as bright as the sun, moving across the sky. About 10 minutes later, there was a flash and a sound similar to artillery fire. Eyewitnesses closer to the explosion reported that the source of all this moved from the east to the north of them, and the sounds were accompanied by a shockwave that knocked people off their feet and broke windows as far away as hundreds of kilometers away. Damn. Yeah. Uh, The majority of witnesses reported only the sounds and tremors as uh, most of these... Uh, witnesses were too far away to actually see anything. However, uh, eyewitnesses account uh, what eyewitness accounts we do have uh, widely vary regarding sequence and duration of the events in question, therefore adding to the mystery of how it all really went down. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Now, personal accounts and quotes. So, as I have just stated, uh, the number of direct eyewitness accounts are not only dissimilar in some slight instances, but also are very sparse in number. Uh, But even with as little to go on as this, we can still cobble together a scene in which we can imagine and understand at least to a certain degree what these people must have experienced throughout this occurrence. Some smaller, uh, yeah, some smaller recollections include an instance where, uh, after the mighty ruckus of the event, the owners of two gold mines in the area actually called one another on early telephones. Remember, this is 1908. Okay. Uh, to accuse each other of illegally dynamiting in the area. Damn. That's how big this was. Holy they weren't even at their mines at the time. And they just immediately assumed, oh man, it's that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> He's after my gold. God damn it, Jerry. <laughs> Uh, okay, another eyewitness account includes that of uh, Lukitkam, or yeah, Lukitkam, uh, a relative of nearby reindeer herders and part of the indigenous Tungus people of the region. Uh, in an interview conducted uh, much later, he recalled, quote, Of some reindeer, they found the charred carcasses. The others, they did not find at all. Of the sheds, nothing remained. Everything was burned up and melted to pieces. Clothes, utensils, reindeer equipment, dishes, and samovars. Which, what the fuck is a Russian household without a samovar? <laughs> We're going to replace that samovar. What? What's going to hold our tea? <laughs> what is going to hold the tea? It's, okay, so you got to have your samovar, I think. A samovar is, okay, so you know those, uh, uh, they're like drink containers that got are it. usually metal and they have the spout and they kind of like, they have a lid, but oh, they're all metal. Kind of like a, yeah. Uh, they kind of look fancy. Okay, yeah. I, I think a, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a samovar. Got Here, it. I'm going to Google it real quick. Like it's like a teapot, kind of. Samovar. But not really. Hi, it's like a teapot, but with a spout. You just get, instead of pouring it by hand, you just pour it out of the spout. Oh, okay. Like, here, this is a samovar. Oh, well, fancy. Yeah. It melted that? Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll also get the samovar was melted. Aliens. I figured it out. Well, we'll get Aliens. to that. It has to be. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the mom look. Up my shit. So, oh. Um. <laughs> okay. So uh, we'll ask my spot. Uh, charred carcasses. Oh, well, I found it. Charred carcasses. Uh, dishes and samovars. 
Uh, now, while earlier I did say that there were no known casualties, there were actually possibly two deaths that are unofficially as well as indirectly reported as casualties of the Tunguska event. One of these deaths was supposedly that of another reindeer herder who was a local uh, from nearby who had been uh, violently thrown against a tree from the shockwave of the explosion. Here, uh, here was another instance of charred reindeer carcasses, this time numbering in the hundreds. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, now, this is testimony of Chuchan or Chukan or Kukan of... Uh, yeah. One of the three. Uh, Shanyagir, tri- of the Shanyagir tribe, okay. as recorded by I.M. Suslov in 1926. Quote, we had, uh, we had a hut by the river with my brother, uh, Chikarin. We were sleeping. Suddenly, we both woke up at the same time. Somebody shoved us. We heard whistling and felt a strong wind. Chikarin said, can you hear all those birds flying overhead? We were both in the hut couldn't see what was going on outside suddenly i got shoved again this time so hard i fell into the fire i got scared chikarin got scared too we started crying out for father mother brother but no one answered there was noise beyond the hut we could hear trees collapsing chikarin and i got out of our sleeping bags and we wanted to run out but then the thunder struck this was the first thunder the earth began to move and rock the wind hit our hut and knocked it over my body was pushed over by sticks, but my head was in the clear. Then I saw wonder. Trees were falling. The branches were on fire. It became mighty bright. How can I say this? As if there was a second sun. My eyes were hurting. I even closed them. I was like what the Russians... It was like what the Russians call lightning. And immediately there was a loud thunderclap. This was the second thunder. The morning was sunny. Uh, there were no clouds. Our sun was shining brightly, as usual. And suddenly, there came a second one. Jacaron and I had some difficulty getting out from under the remains of our hut. Then we saw that from above, but in a different place, there was another flash. And a loud thunder came. This was the third thunder strike. Wind came again, knocked us off our feet, struck the fallen trees. Shit. We looked at the fallen trees, watched the trees' tops get snapped off and watched the fires. Suddenly, Chikarin yelled, Look up! and pointed with his hand. I looked there and saw another flash, and this made another thunder. But the noise was less than before. This was the fourth strike, like normal thunder. Now I remember, well, there was one more thunder strike, but it was small and somewhere far away, where the sun goes to sleep. Unquote. Oh my so that's God. one account from a native. I'm just trying to process like a logical explanation. Um, yeah, I, I chose so more of the lost. quotes from like the settlers and the natives because they were more poetic to me. I yeah. liked them. Uh, now this is testimony of S. Uh, Semenov, as recorded by Leonid Kulik. Well, which there's more on him later. Kulik's expedition in 1930. Quote: At breakfast time, I was sitting by the house at Vanavara Trading Post, 65 kilometers or 40 miles south of the explosion, facing north. I suddenly saw that directly to the north, over Onkul's Tunguska Road, the sky, uh, the sky split in two, and fire appeared high and wide over the forest. Sounds like the apocalypse. Yeah. The split in the sky grew larger, and the entire northern side was covered with fire. 
All that moment I became so hot that I couldn't bear it, as if my shirt was on fire. From the northern side, where the fire was, came strong heat. I wanted to tear off my shirt and throw it down, but then the sky shut closed, and a strong thump sounded, and I was thrown a f- and then I was thrown a few meters. I lost my senses for a moment, but then my wife ran out and led me to the house. After that, such a noise came, as if rocks were falling or cannons were firing. The earth shook, and when I was on the ground, I pressed my head down, fearing rocks would smash it. When the sky opened up, hot wind and raced between the houses, like from cannons, which felt traces in the ground like, oh, which car, uh, left traces in the ground like pathways, and it damaged many crops. Uh... Later, we saw that many windows were shattered, and in the barn, a part of the iron lock snapped. Unquote. Oh my god. Yeah. It made, like, traces in the earth. Like, the, like that's how powerful it was. Yeah. Pathway. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's that's not a thing. That doesn't happen often. Well, yeah. Clearly, it doesn't happen. I'm blown space. away. So, yeah. uh, expeditions and theories. So, in June of 2007, jump all the way to 2007, almost 99 years later. They waited this long? Okay. (laughs) That's... In June of 2000... Oh, no, there have been theories all the way up to this point. It's just, I'm... This is probably one of the most... This is how I did it. No, you go. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, In June of 2007, scientists identified a lake in the Tunguska region uh, as a possible impact crater. There is... Uh, no dispute that the object exploded in midair, but what? Uh, but believe that a ten meter fragment survived the explosion and struck the ground. Lake Chico, which is the lake that I'm talking about, is a small bowl-shaped lake around eight kilometers or five miles northwest of the uh, hypocenter of you know the Tunguska event. Uh, but this hypothesis has been disputed by other specialists. In 2017, as in last wow. year, uh, however, new research by Russian scientists points to a rejection of the theory. They used uh, soil research to prove that the lake is 280 years old, or even older, much older in any case. Uh, this proves uh, that the lake is much older than the Tegeski event, being only 110 years old. Okay. In 1927, a Russian team led by Leonid Skulik uh, finally made uh, his second trip to the area after 1921 uh, when he first went to uh, the site and visited and saw it. He stumbled upon areas that were uh, obviously and immediately apparent to be a blast zone almost 20 years later after. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kulik made note of such details regarding the quality of the soil and uh, the knockdown trees that remained. He also noted how there was a large uh, butterfly-shaped area where the trees were all flattened, and this area was approximately 31 miles wide and where no vegetation had grown in a large circle within that area since. He couldn't find any meteoric remnants, though. It's just an imprint, basically, yeah. of something. But it was huge. Wow. Uh, naturally, this lack of evidence and understanding of this major event caused rampant theorizing and conjecture, some of which seem pretty outlandish. Uh, we'll start mildly. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Some researchers later said that they believed the object to be a comet, not a meteor. A comet being different in that they largely consist of ice and dust and little shit. I wrote that, little shit. Little shit, yes. Uh, This theory explains how no remnants of the object were identified because the ice would start to quickly evaporate once entering the Earth's atmosphere. Okay. Uh, Some suggested that this event was the result of matter colliding with antimatter, a.k.a. black hole. Uh, When this occurs, particles will annihilate and emit intense bursts of energy. Like I said, basically a black hole situation. They think Earth collided with a black hole. Wow. Uh, Another theory causes us to uh, link back to a common trope that appears in so many unsolved mysteries throughout the world and even previously on this show. And in all caps, I wrote, ALIENS! Aliens. (laughs) You said earlier. Uh, Some theorize that either a spaceship crashed causing the explosion or an alien craft caused a nuclear explosion in our atmosphere or on the ground. Some people believe this because of how the scene looked on a smaller level. For example, uh, the burn marks on all the trees around the epicenter. A forest fire caused by a meteor would cause the trees to go ablaze and burn all around, but marks only on one side indicate a concentrated short-term radiation heat. And that's what we have on the trees here. Wow. All right. And finally, my personal favorite, and there's more there's theories more than this, but this is what I'm just doing. Um, yeah, and finally, my personal favorite, another theory that ties us yet again to a previous episode uh, of Nikola Tesla and his death ray. Oh, what? They think it was a death ray? Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this is where, oh, this is where I write, then read paragraph. So I found this source. I'm just going to read this off the computer because I didn't want to write the whole thing. Okay. But it, this basically, this whole paragraph, I was perfect, sums up what I wanted to say about this. And I thought it was interesting and funny and cool. Uh, and it's on, I found it on teslasociety.com. And I'm going to read a paragraph from uh, uh a source that they used from a blog, the WFMU.org freeform blog. And about the death ray, it says, quote, Nikola Tesla was testing out some sort of weird uh, phantasmagorical uh, communication device or super scary, quote, energy weapon or, quote, death ray and <laughs> made a big oops. Tesla was known to be working uh, on a short wireless torpedo called a uh, telautomaton, which I love the name. I'm glad I said that right. <laughs> Telautomaton. Yay, Telautomaton. Which was a remote-controlled boat he offered to the U.S. Navy for the purpose of carrying explosives to naval targets. And airboard version of the Telautomaton device was under development as well. Some also believe that if there was a Tesla connection and it was a weapons test, that he may have been pressured into it and then kept quiet. This is, of course, just heaping extra drama onto a theory already wrought with ridiculousness. <laughs> I just love the way it's written, love- too. Uh, even though the 1908 uh, time frame does match up for Tesla working on such devices, for him to be testing out such inventions in such an apocalyptic manner is quite a, uh, yeah, a stretch. stretch. <gasps> it said stretch. Oh, Twins! What's high five. up? Okay, not to mention he was nowhere near the area at the time. Even funnier, the theory that uh, Tesla inadvertently caused the massive explosion when he was trying to get the attention of an explorer friend in the area. 
Tesla was always fascinated with the concept of wireless propagation, and he was uh, known to work on, quote, uh, projected wave energy, processes that could create microscopic uh, invisible particles of concentrated energy that could be beamed great distances, often resulting in electrical f electric fireballs, spherical plasmoids, or ball lightning, which all sound like kids' toys. Yeah, right? <laughs> Why not use it to get someone's attention? Who's not near a telegram service? Of course this falls into the, quote, secret weapons test category as well. Uh, the theory that he was using it to try and get the attention of a friend halfway around the world is hilarious, though. Yeah. Uh, but also absurd. That's so extra. Kaboom! Hello, motherfucker. I'm here Hi. now. <laughs> hey, I probably killed a couple people, but I'm you. here. I'll find you. And I will kill And you. I will deforest all around you. I have a death ray, motherfucker. That's what he said. That's what that meant. Uh, yeah. Was a little message loud and clear. And then it says here, he says, uh, he wrote a little, like, lines here. He wrote a little script here. Quote, Albert, this is Nicola. Please call me. Unquote. And then sends over the thing. <laughs> that, that was funny. That, that's good. Uh, here, here's a link to some New York Times articles where Nicola speaks on such devices, which date from 1907, 1908, which is the year that yeah. happened, and 1915. And it's taken from that blog. Wow. But, and those are just some so, theories. So what are your, what is your best bet? My best bet, well, what, what is it your is generally go? attributed to an airburst from a comet or something that didn't make it. Yeah. But my thing is, well, I, I partly found this one so fascinating because I honestly don't know. I'll go with the comet one. Yeah, because it seems because like the most plausible. It's, yeah. Because it disappeared. And everybody's going with it. And Everyone's doing it. And when you're comparing it to Death Ray and Aliens, it's like, well, okay. Yeah, right, right. And but like, at the same time, but at the same time, there's so many aspects of it. At least to me, like the burn marks on the trees and stuff, and that was just like the just the radiation. Yeah, yeah. Do comments? I mean, yeah, because they came from space. Do they have radiation. Is that the dumb question? No, not really. Not that I have. I don't know I mean, anything about do, space. It's very minimal. Like I don't imagine. And then that, it, that's like it has a to Superman be a powerful thing. thing to have to burn one side of the tree, basically. And not yeah. set them on like fire. Or... Exactly. Well, the branches were on fire, but some of the trees were still standing, like very, very, very sparsely. Yeah. Wow, that yeah. is insane. And no one talks about this. This is like the yeah, first time I've heard crazy. about this. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna be up all night actually, just like pondering this. I, because it wouldn't it wouldn't be aliens. It was this crash shit that I feel like someone would have saw pictures. something. This is the Tengaska event. Here's the the treeless circle. It used to be the butterfly shape, I'm guessing, where all the trees are knocked down. But still, no trees are growing, and it's large. And that's wow. a within the 31 mile. And that is so like this circular. Is an old picture. Look at all those trees, all knocked over. Wow. <laughs> it looks like a straw rug. It honestly does. And then look how large that is, because it's a tall forest. And that's big. And I. Feel... And it, but it's not a crater. It almost looks kind of like hill-like. Yeah. You know, it's definitely... almost. And. Okay, they said if it was a comet, it would have been a And then here, here's a picture. Here, there's the spaceship, and then they're sending, like, an explosion down. <laughs> Wait, I think that's just smoke. Oh, it looks it's... like a spaceship to me. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Maybe. Maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> but that's, like, crazy. Oh, and I think this is, like, Chico. Or that's, like, Chico. I'm not sure. Damn. But, yeah. 
I'm that would have to be such an interesting like time to a thing to see. Yeah, and and 1908, especially in Siberia, where it's mostly either natives and some Russian settlers, and not even high society and scientists and stuff. Like, and in 1908, I imagine like a lot of people thought it was the end of the world. Yeah, hell yeah, the 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 sky's ripping open, and yeah. you're getting tossed around like a rag doll. I would honestly yeah. be like, all right, this is where I uh, this is where I die. Yeah, no, right? That it would just be terrifying. I, that is a and cool... to literally to me what would be the most terrifying is literally looking up and seeing the sky open what does that even look like i don't know and then watching fire come down enter into my life yeah and have it just be fu- the, the entire sky be on fire and you're just like oh okay well doing i this mean now you know i haven't been baptized yet but okay we're yeah. doing it <laughs> <laughs> Shit! I thought I had more time, but all right, God, here we go. Already in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, well, but, and that's true. I haven't been baptized yet. My mother's gonna hear this. She's gonna be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> last opportunity. What? I, I haven't been op- baptized either. Oh, what? Well, you just said. I thought I heard you say lost your virginity. I'm like, that's no. Two- I said lost opportunity. Oh, I thought you said lost your virginity. I'm like, those are two different things. <laughs> Doesn't everyone lose their virginity in holy when water? When they're baptized? I'm like, no. <laughs> I think you were abused. <laughs> you should seek help immediately. <laughs> Get that church shut down. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's uh, that's my mystery. The Tunguska event of Siberia, What a kick-ass Russia. mystery. That is so cool. Right? Yeah, because what exactly? that we Because we don't... It's attributed to a meteor blast, but we don't... It's not... Proven. There's no impact, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's been proven, so... It has a comet... Do you, do you know if a comet's ever hit Earth before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And has it been, like, the same experience in the sense that, like... Well, it depends they on the size. I mean, remember recently there's that news, like, you'd see all these things on Facebook saying, oh, three-mile-long <gasps> asteroid flew by... Um, yeah, it was Earth. like a cigar. And they made it sound like it was so close, like it was just. Good oh yeah, skin. it was like sixty-five billion I miles know. away. I know, like, oh, which is, is close, but compared to how big the universe is with how small Earth is, I guess it's close. But it's like they, they made it sound like we they were chill. in danger. I like, know. Oh, get in the bunker. Be like, well, first of all, it's a three-mile-long asteroid. Like a bunker ain't gonna do shit because the end. Of the yeah. <laughs> Um, it would like be a melancholia type like of I th- thing. I literally think the meteor that ended the dinosaurs was literally like a mile or a mile and a half. So a three mile one, yeah, no. Oh, that fucks up so quick. No, we're done. Yeah, it's done. Oh, we can only hope. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and Earth, and, well, I mean, Earth and the Moon have craters, so yeah, obviously it happens. It's happened before. Stuff. And usually the bigger ones, medium bigger ones, like break up through the atmosphere and stuff. Okay, I think I'm going to have an existential crisis. Let's stop talking about this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? No, you think about it. Like, I wonder how, like, scientists and stuff don't get, like, depressed and, like, because, like, it's what everything from, like, what's the point in doing anything because an asteroid could annihilate us and it doesn't matter, all the way to love isn't real because everything's chemical reactions in your brain. I don't know how scientists don't just kill themselves. <laughs> i'm serious yeah no that is true it's depressing that is heavy but they probably uh, look at good things in science i'm not as i'm not science you know i don't know how they stay happy I mean, it's cool email us your answers if you're a scientist yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you happy <laughs> come on get happy all right damn now well, i feel like i gotta go crawl in bed and just like lie no, there for a couple of days i'm just kidding i'm kidding what a that was an awesome history though well thank you yeah. you did an awesome job with birth control i thank didn't you. know like i said a lot of that stuff um oh dang one okay so one of the suggestions i got from tawny the owner of rica's she told me oh put plug your email at the beginning of the episode and that i makes forgot sense. to do it 
I forgot to do it. Oh. But I'm going to plug it anyway. Yeah. Shit, but I Here forgot to do it at the beginning. But I'm going to plug it anyway. Our email is historicalandmysterious at gmail.com. And like I said in previous episodes, historical is not spelled the normal way. It's not H-I-S. It's spelled H-Y-S um, because it's spelled wrong because I'm stupid. No, we're just edgy. Thank I you. guess. Yeah, sure. Too edgy for um, you. But it's historical H-Y-S and the word and mysterious at gmail.com send us an email yes please give us feedback please give us a, a rate and review us on itunes please it really yeah, helps right we're trying i mean we're talking about seo bullshit so we're I trying know, to get the rank amps right we're i mean starting it's really and truly it's, it's yeah coming it's, it's we're, we're seeing like we regular listeners, listeners from different now. places yeah, yeah. shout out to the listeners in norway and yeah. then the norfolk and Suffolk people in england <laughs> in england yes in west sussex <laughs> that's pretty no. cool um but uh yeah, so please uh, uh, send us an email. We want to hear from people. Yeah, and uh, reach out. All that. So, and Happy New Year. Holla at us. Yes, Happy 2018. Stay warm. Don't Stay get cool. Don't get hit by any meteors or comets or... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Stay away from that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. See you next week. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye.